0: One to three PM weekdays, Criselda on SAFM.
1: You Can join us or both on Twitter and Facebook, SAFM Radio. And uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, you can hashtag us SAFM Lifetime Live as we broadcast coming to you live from KZN Legislature in Peter And right now, we're having a conversation. Parliament's delegation was sworn in at the Pan African uh, Parliament on Monday, uh, looking forward uh, to making a positive uh, impact, they said, uh, con- positive contribution. And the delegation delegation was led uh, by the National uh, Council of Provinces and COP Chairpersons, uh, Ms. Tandi Modise, amongst the 71 new members of uh, the PAP, that is, uh, Pan-African Parliament. And uh, these were sworn in uh, in Midrand on Monday. And uh, we're looking at uh, what is a Pan-African Parliament? What sort of role do they play? And joining us right now is Mr. Vipia Harawa, who's joining us as Clerk of uh, the Pan-African Parliament. Good afternoon, Mr. Mr. Harawa, and welcome.
0: Good afternoon, Priselda
1: And We've heard about uh, Pan-African Parliament uh, since 2004, I think, and I don't think uh, South Africans actually understand what its role is. Um, what is its mandate?
0: Well, the mandate is threefold. First of all, we are an advisory uh, institution, advisory institution, We provide a consultative role also. And uh, well, by the name Parliament, we are also a legislative organ.
1: And and how many member states uh, participate? Uh,
0: Currently, it's uh, 55. All the member states of the African Union are members of the Pan-African Parliament. Ah. And currently, the African Union has a membership of 55 states. And then the way the Parliament works is that uh, each country... Uh, appoints five members
2: mm-hmm. from each,
0: from the country to represent the Pan-African Parliament. So out of uh, the 55 countries, we now have a total of 275.
1: And what is the contribution, um, if any? Uh, how does uh, the Pan-African Parliament uh, work together with the African Union?
0: Um, the Pan-African Parliament, or let me put it this way, the African Union operates through organs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So initially the African Union has nine organs. Okay. Four of those organs are policy organs. In other words, they uh, direct the business of the African Union. This is the member states. Uh, this is the assembly, which is the, an organ composed of um, heads of states.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There is the permanent representative uh, committee which is an organ composed of ambassadors of the 55 member states that are resident in addis ababa okay. there is the executive council and the executive council is an organ composed of uh, ministers usually ministers of foreign affairs from mm-hmm. the various countries so um, and then we have the african union commission itself mm-hmm. these okay. are policy organs and then you have other organs with a specific mandate or a specific purpose for their creation. One of them is the Pan-African Parliament. Just to complete the picture, we also have uh, the African uh, court, uh, the African uh, court based in Arusha, that is an organ of the uh, uh, African Union. Um, So um, we are an organ of the African Union mandated to be the legislative organ for the continent. That's how we relate to the African Union. The African Union is still our boss. The African Union is our headquarters. Mm -hmm. Employees of the Pan-African Parliament are in fact appointed by the African Union.
2: All
1: right, and, and am I correct um, in assuming, looking at uh, South Africa's delegation, that each country will then send five members, as as we've seen in our case, um, that amongst uh, the the four that um, are added is Ms. Togoti Diza, um, Julius uh, Malema, who is a leader of Economic Freedom Fighters, and Mdlazi um, Mandela, and Ms. Santosh uh, Vinita Kalen, uh, obviously joined. Um, by Meta and So, these five um, uh, parliamentarians, uh, what role do they play uh, for South Africa on behalf of South Africa within uh, Pan African Parliament?
0: In the Pan African Parliament, uh, Mema Odise, Madame Didiza, uh, Honorable Malema, Honorable Chief uh, Mandela, Honorable Kalyan Santosh, in the Pan African Parliament, mm. They are not playing the role of South Africa. They are playing oh. the role of the continent.
1: Aha. Uh-huh.
0: So the Pan-African Parliament is not involved in uh, national politics one way or, or, or the other. So we do not um, subscribe to national politics because that would uh, destroy the integrity mm-hmm. of uh, the, um, the nature of the continental parliament. So the role that um, the honourable members from South Africa will be playing Mm -hmm. is to work through the organs of the Pan-African Parliament to contribute to the objectives of the Pan-African Parliament. The organs of the Pan-African Parliament are the Bureau. The Bureau is uh, the top leadership of the Pan-African Parliament. That's the president, the four vice-presidents.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and the Honorable Members from South Africa are eligible to compete for these positions just by virtue of being members of the Pan-African Parliament. Okay. The other organs are 11 permanent committees that we have. So the permanent committees are designed to, at the end of the day, between all the committees, they should be able to cover every foreseeable Area that the Parliament would be concerned with when mm-hmm. discussing the affairs of the continent. So, for example, we have a Committee on Rural Economy and Agriculture, we have a Committee on Justice, and um, uh, we have a Committee on Cooperation and International Relations, Committee on Gender, Family, Youth, and People with Disability, and the Honourable Members from South Africa are entitled to be members of this committee. Okay. Then and we it- also have the regional caucuses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The parliament is divided into five geographical areas, north, south, east, west, and center. Okay. And by virtue of being South African and being in the southern African region of the continent,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the honorable members from South Africa belong automatically to the southern African region caucuses.
1: And, and what do you say um, to people who um, have an understanding or belief that it's a toothless dog um, that <laughs> needs better policies in order to uh, do more than talk?
0: Well, first of all, it is not a dog. It is a parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an expression. And so... <laughs> It is a Parliament. Um, we, as I said earlier, have a three or four-pronged mandates. We are advisory, uh, we have advisory and consultative powers, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
0: as I said. Uh, we also have an oversight role uh, to the African Union community. Mm-hmm. And we are currently uh, exercising that role. So, in that sense, I would say maybe we do have teeth in the <laughs> area of uh, being adversary and consultative and also providing oversight. Sure. So, right now, we are examining, discussing, and expressing opinions
2: mm-hmm.
0: on matters affecting the continent. On our Let's talk about
1: some of the wins, um, because, you know, one of the objectives is is to ensure that there's peace, security and stability. And uh, we know that Africa is ridden with uh, wars. Um, what are some of the gains um, thus far since, since inception?
0: Uh, I think that, uh, yes, there, there, there is instability in the continent. There are wars, but uh, there are also significant gains. Uh, one that I can uh, uh, direct you to is the fact that uh, now there is virtually no coups taking place in the continent, unless you want to classify what happened in Zimbabwe as a coup.
1: And some would say in South Africa as well.
0: I beg your pardon, ma'am?
1: And some would say in South Africa as well.
0: Yes. So if you want to classify what happened in your country and what happened in Zimbabwe as a coup. But you see, if you look at the bloody coups that we used to have—that mm. being the African Union has successfully eradicated uh, the incidences of coups. The African Union has um, a very, very robust peacekeeping uh, arrangement. Um, so, in what we are seeing now as instability, would, in my view, be would have been far worse if Uh the African Union did not take uh, the initiatives that it has been taking in the last five years. For the last two years, the last three years actually, the budget, the amount of money spent on uh, peacekeeping has far exceeded any other budget of the African Union. Last year, 60% went to peacekeeping.
1: Sure. All right. So let's take your calls and also welcome your oh, SMSs no. on four zero nine three eight. Yes, they are going you to be tell calls. Tell me that. Yep. <laughs> um, we we're going to take a few calls. Um, yep. And it's, it's uh, the number to dial is zero eight nine one one o four two o seven. And uh, we also welcome uh, your WhatsApp uh, voice notes uh, on zero six one four one o four. One We're talking about uh, the Pan-African Parliament and uh, joining me on, on the line um, as we have uh, I am an African feature uh, which happens every Tuesday and we're looking at the role of Pan-African Parliament just getting to know Pan-African Parliament better and uh, what their objectives uh, and what their role is. Uh, joining me on the line is Mr. Vipia um, Harawa who's a clerk of the Pan-African Parliament. Uh, we do understand that um, we there will be uh, questions that uh, you may not necessarily be able to speak on on behalf of uh, Pan African Parliament, um, but we'll uh, take the questions as they come, uh, Mr. Vipia. It, you know, you more than uh, welcome to just uh, not answer any question that compromises uh, your position. Let's talk about, about some of the, um, you know, social ills. Um, that the the Pan African Parliament is entrusted or uh, in task with.
0: Say that again, please.
1: Some of the social ills, like your um, perhaps conditions like HIV and AIDS, yes.
2: um,
1: which affect Africa the most. Uh, what are some of the plans in place, and um, is there any uh, role played by Pan African Parliament?
0: Uh, well, yes. Uh, um, in fact, for this session. Um, On uh, Wednesday, which is tomorrow, the 9th of May, we actually have a a debate Mm -hmm. on um, the role of parliamentarians on uh, realizing the right to health and achieving health targets in Mm -hmm. Africa. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the presenters is actually one of the leading HIV AIDS champions here in South Africa. Uh, His Excellency, uh, former President Halema Bocante. Yes. Yes. And we also have um, Mr. Michael Sidibe, uh, the Executive Director of UNAIDS, um, also as a presenter to the same uh, topic. And uh, we will also have um, um, Honorable Aurelien Simplice Kobele-Zinga. Um, he is the chairperson of uh, the Committee on Health, Labour and Social Affairs. So Mm -hmm. this sitting is actually giving a lot of prominence to two issues. One, the health issue, especially AIDS and tuberculosis. And then it is also giving a lot of emphasis to the theme of the African Union for this year, which Mm -hmm. is uh, combating uh, uh, corruption.
1: Okay, and I guess, I mean, those are the issues, critical issues that um, Africa is challenged by. Are there any partnerships outside um, the the member states um, formed with other countries uh, for benchmark purposes, I guess?
0: Well, we have partnerships. Uh, Yes, as you correctly put it, for benchmark purposes. Uh, For example, the Pan-African Parliament uh, is, in very, very uh, close cooperation with the European Parliament. So it's largely for benchmarking and uh, because they are way uh, ahead of us in terms of, uh, if we look at where we started in 2004, mm-hmm. they are like uh, 50 years ahead of us. So we think that uh, we can learn a lot from the European Parliament in, as we try to develop uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Pan-African Parliament. But uh, both the Pan-African Parliament and the African Union as a whole are also in partnership with other countries and other organizations uh, for purposes of of funding. Uh, You may be aware that the African Union chairperson, the uh, Honorable uh, um, uh, Musafaki Mahamat, was uh, the guest of honor at the opening ceremony for Mm -hmm. this session uh, yesterday. And he did say that uh, the African Union has these partnerships, but that the African Union is working towards uh, liberating itself from partnerships that have to do with uh, resource mobilization so that uh, uh, we can eventually boast to be uh, in charge of both our our affairs and how to finance them.
1: All right. Um, We are going to be taking um, calls and SMSs um, straight after the news headlines. Uh, Please do stay with us. Um, uh, And uh, I'm having a conversation with Mr. Vipia Harawa, who is a clerk of the Pan-African Parliament, as uh, we uh, reference to our feature, I'm an African, the role of uh, Pan-African Parliament uh, in our mess. We know that uh, uh, some of our um, our members of parliament have uh, recently been appointed. and uh, as we celebrate this, let's get to understand what their role is, um, what sort of role do they play as members of uh, Parliament. And uh, let's take uh, news headlines right now with uh, Kanyisile Manyun.
0: Call Criselda now. 0891-104-207 1 to 3 p.m. weekdays. Criselda on SAFM.
1: Thank you, Kanye Sile. Uh, we're broadcasting uh, live uh, from Peter Marisberg at the legislature. We're here um, because the MEC for Transport, Community Safety and Liaison Kolisi um, Gawunda invited us as he delivered uh, uh, delivers his budget speech uh, for both portfolios. We will be speaking to him a little later, but right now focusing on the role that uh, Pan-African Parliament uh, is playing. And I know that uh, some of the names that were thrown as, as amongst the newly um, uh, appointed members and newly sworn-in members—quite um, popular names that it got people paying attention. There is an African Parliament. I've seen some of the comments on social media. Yes, there is, and uh, we're getting to understand what the role is. Uh, joined by Mr. Vipia um, Harawa, who's the Clerk of uh, the Pan-African Parliament. I've got a message uh, from Africa, and uh, we invite you to send us your SMSs. Um, SMS to four zero nine three eight, charged at one hundred. Fifty and uh, WhatsApp notes on 0614-104-107 on social media um, be it Twitter or Facebook you can hashtag us SAFM Lifetime Live and you send that to sf at SAFM Radio and um, Africa is asking a question um, saying please uh, get your guests to uh, talk about the Burundi referendum. Explain that a little bit more.
0: Unfortunately that's Something that's uh, outside my uh, role at the moment and the role of the Pan African Parliament. Mm -hmm. I think that the Burundi referendum is probably being uh, monitored and covered from the Department of Political Affairs. Mm -hmm. um, But is it part of the agenda? But uh, we do not have anything in the Pan African Parliament uh, on the agenda uh, at the moment regarding the Burundi referendum. And so I think. um for i would only speak on that at the risk of misinforming
2: mm. the listeners
0: which i think uh, i should try and avoid to do
1: yeah fortunately we did clarify that i mean you will only respond to issues and questions that are within your jurisdiction i think it would be unfair of us to expect any different so how often does um pan african parliament
0: sit pan african uh, parliament sits four times
1: in, in a year. year in the
0: okay. uh, calendar year okay Our and financial the new year members is also the same as the calendar year it oh. sits in the first quarter mm-hmm.
2: uh
0: for one week for seven days uh, as, as committees only the permanent committees sit, the ones that I referred to earlier
2: okay. and then
0: it sits in the second quarter as a plenary Mm-hmm. so the whole sitting of parliament uh, one such meeting is the one we are we are having now we are now having the sixth uh, ordinary session of the uh, fourth parliament of the Pan-African parliament
2: mm-hmm.
0: so in the third quarter there is another sitting of committees again for a week and in the fourth quarter we have the second and last sitting of the entire plenary. The okay. plenary sit for, for for fourteen days.
1: Okay. Uh, we've got another SMS from David in Kronstadt and I think this is something that you alluded to a little earlier when we started our conversation. Um, uh, David saying uh, what role did uh, Pan-African Parliament play um, uh, to a coup in Zimbabwe? What status has been given to uh, Mnangwangwa's um, uh, administration?
0: All right. I I will still try to answer that, although, again, it's outside the the sphere of the Pan-African Parliament. The events in uh, Zimbabwe uh, were within the African Union family monitored directly from Mm -hmm. the African Union, from the Office of the Director of Political Affairs and then all the way up to the Office of uh, His Excellency Musa um, (coughs) Ahmad, the chairperson. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that uh, the AU position uh, uh, did not classify uh, Zimbabwe as a coup, rather as a... Transition? As a transition, yeah, as a a peaceful transition. But uh, I think uh, we have been careful to avoid the word coup. Both for Zimbabwe and for South Africa. We mm. we do not think that they were cool. All
1: right, let's take a call um, right now. Uh, I think we have uh, David, uh, David Gerald in Deben. Good afternoon.
2: Uh, hi, Christopher, and hi to your guest.
1: Hi, good afternoon.
2: I don't expect him to answer the questions about uh, you know the, 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 the sorry state of affairs in Africa, and basically, most of these sorry state of affairs have their origins in corruption and that can be easy seen on Transparency International's website to how corrupt these countries are. But uh, the the question that I would like to uh, ask him, which also pertains to finances, is that how many of the states, uh, well, how are the contributions by the member states worked out and how many of them are up to date with their fees and who are in arrears? Okay. Because because my real concern is is. If South Africa is financing this, you know, this actually ends up on the account of the South African taxpayer. All
1: right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we
0: got that question. Yes, I did. Uh, thank mm. you very much uh, for that question. I think that is an important question. Um, uh, if I may answer directly, uh, most states lag behind in uh-huh. their contributions and. Uh, that accounts for the recent uh, so-called Kagame reforms,
2: mm.
0: which have proposed that uh, each nation should set as a target 0.02% um, of its um, uh, of its uh, income, of uh, its gross domestic product, to uh, as the target for contributing to mm-hmm. the African Union. That 0.02% was arrived at uh, is a restatement of what the countries are supposed to be paying anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, it's really just to encourage the nations to honor their financial obligations to the African Union. But even with that, uh, most countries don't pay uh, In 2017, uh, out of the 55, you had like 22 countries only that uh, met their obligations fully. We also have some super pairs. There are some six countries which exceed uh, their um, um, allocation in terms of payments. They pay Mm. more, but the majority... But I'm
1: sure South Africa for hosting also gets to pay more.
0: Um, The majority do not uh, pay. Uh, South Africa pays more for hosting. I don't know. Uh, You see, South Africa has an agreement with the African Union Mm
2: -hmm.
0: to host the Pan-African Parliament, to host the AFCON. AFCON is, um, is African something to do with the nuclear energy. Mm. Yeah. So, and uh, also, as you know, South Africa hosts two agencies of the African Union. This is NEPAD and the APRM, the Africa Peer Review Mechanism. So by hosting, um, it is, Paying more, as you say, because this is not computed towards the allocation to South Africa. The subscription that South Africa is supposed to be making is a different uh, contribution, a different allocation that -hmm. applies to every country. And then uh, South Africa has taken on the added responsibility of hosting AFCON, APRM, Nepal and the Pan-African Parliament. So maybe in that respect, you'd say uh, uh, South Africa is paying more. As to whether South Africa is using taxpayers' money to subsidise the nations that are not honouring their obligations, I think that is a matter of judgement. The answer is as good coming from you as it Mm. would come from me. (laughs) Um, But uh, for hosting, this is a decision, it was actually a competition. eh? Uh, Guinea Equatorial wanted to host the Pan-African Parliament. South Africa wanted to host the Pan-African Parliament. Mali wanted to host the Pan-African Parliament. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's South Africa that eventually won the bid, so to speak. And South Africa is well aware of the responsibilities and the obligations that come with the commitment to host the, uh, the agencies.
1: Mr. Harawa, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for enlightening us. Um, We certainly are enlightened about the role uh, that Pan-African Parliament plays. Thank you.
0: Thank you, ma'am. Thank, you, Thank very- you
1: very much uh, for joining us. That's where uh, we end the conversation. I'm an African, and um, that was Mr. Vipia uh, Harawa, who's a clerk of the Pan-African Parliament, as we're talking about uh, its role and uh, it's tapping into some of the South African newly sworn in members um, of Parliament. And uh, we take a commercial break, and immediately after that, here's, uh, let's hear some bongo muffin uh, saying, grow up, Uzozbonel kura wona